Hey, welcome to to Not Dead. We're doing a hot takes episode, so this is like a special. It's a bit shorter than the other ones, and it's basically just hot takes on events that are happening right now. So we've done one in the past, which was about Tiger King. This one's about Statue Gate. Stop trying to make Statue Gate a thing. I actually, I actually look for hashtag. Is Statue Gate? Is that a ha- no? A hashtag? It's not. There okay, was good. one hashtag from this year, and there was yeah. actually a yeah. hashtag from 2017. So- what happened in 2017? Was that when the um, Confederate statues were being taken down? Uh, oh, I can't remember. I looked at it like a week ago. It might be a thing now, like hashtag statue gate might be a thing now because what can't be a gate? But I remember like a Confederate statue being taken down and that's how I found out about the um, Daughters of the Confederacy because they they put up in like the 60s, I think it was, they put up loads of statues but they were all really poorly made and cheap. And so when they were trying to drag this statue down, mm. it just buckled and bent, which I don't know if you guys know, a statue is not meant to do that. No, I mean, I, I saw I saw uh, the statue recently where there was the one in Bristol. That did not yeah. buckle. Or no, 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 that was solid. Um, so to explain what's ha- uh, what we're talking about, uh, basically from the, Black, uh, from the Black Lives Matter protests that have been taking place, um, in the wake of the murder of George Floyd, there have been a series of statues being taken down as part of these protests. So it started off in the UK, at least with um, Edward Colston, and then it's gone on from there. And this weekend, so yesterday, in fact, there were protests uh, that were taking place in central London where people were bussed in um, to central London to defend the statues against protesters, mainly because Churchill had the words, was a racist spray painted on his statue. Mm-hmm. From what I can see. Yeah. 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 Anything? Um, wasn't, it, wasn't it also said he was a warmonger? Wasn't that also done on the statue? I don't think, well, I think mate, that's been in the past. Like, well, so yeah. The history of Churchill's statue and protests, there have been way worse things done to that protest. Like I saw a photo from, I think it was 2015 or something like that, where it was just a May. So in the UK, we've got these, um, we've got celebrations, which are the May Day um, protests and things like that. And each year it's just an anarchist protest and doesn't even like need a thing. It just happens on the same bank holiday each year. And just as a result of one of those, there was um, a piece of turf ripped yep. up from the from the grass uh, to give Churchill a mohawk. He had a hammer and sickle spray painted on him. He had SWAT stickers painted on him. He had all sorts of crap just like all over him. But there was three words written and some cardboard signs sellotaped to the statue that were from the Black Lives Matter protest and people suddenly come running right. down. As well, the cenotaph, um, there was a kid who tried to burn one of the flags on the cenotaph, uh, which for those outside of the UK is basically the monument for the dead, the dead of uh, World War II. The protesters were dragging this person off, stopping them from lighting the flag, and they didn't manage right. to light the flag in the end because the police got there. But you had 
war yeah. veterans turned up yesterday to defend the cenotaph, which mm-hmm. all of these statues were enclosed in like, wooden barricades anyway, so that they wouldn't be torn down. So there was no reason to come down, is what I'm getting at here, pretty much. Yeah. But people wanted to. Yeah. Well, they had to show their patriotism. Yeah. People were like really upset about um I I've forgotten their names. Sorry, can you repeat them, Cass? The other the Bristol one? Edward Colston. Uh yeah, Edward um, Colston and Robert M- uh, Mulligan. Robert Mulligan. Yeah, but so two different approaches there though. Because like the Edward Colston, there was a petition that had been going on for several years and there was movements to get that statue removed. And then it just so happened that um opportunity met uh, preparation and mm-hmm. people took down Edward Colston's statue, dragged it through the street and dumped it in uh, in the canal. And then with Robert Mulligan, there was a separate pro- uh, petition that happened and it was actually the owners of, so the people who look after that land, they were the ones that removed the statue. So that was taken down by the uh, canal and river trust. So mm-hmm. who is mm-hmm. that Colston fellow? Uh, okay, so for, to explain for those who aren't aware of what's happening here, so these are former slave owners and former slavers. So Edward Colston, I believe he had around 500 slaves or something on a plantation that he owned, or, or at least was owned by his family. He also, oh, no, that was Robert Mulligan. He had 500 slaves. I believe Edward Colston sold slaves. So he was actually a slaver. So he sold people. Um, and the reason that there was a statue of him is that Bristol is basically built on slavery. Like a lot of the a lot of the cities in the UK are built on slavery. Like especially the port, what the harbour ones, the money that went into those cities. Like Liverpool, very famous for its slave routes. Um, slavery was intrinsic in building those areas, and so it was the money and philanthropy from these slavers that built up those cities so they could increase mm-hmm. their wealth. Um, and then Robert Mulligan, exactly the same. He was the one who, he funded a lot of the building of docks in central London. So this is near Canary Wharf and it's called West India Dock that he built. And that's why there was a statue of him there. With slave trade, uh, slave traders as well. I mean, uh, with slaves as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as, as well with slaves. All so built with, yeah. With money with from slaves. slave trade. People are like defending these particular ones because they did some yeah. good with their money. Like, oh, but this person gave it to charity. This person you. was a philanthropist. Uh, I can't speak. Ah, philanthropist. That's the one. Thank you very much, Cass. <laughs> That's what I wanted to talk about the, um, the hypocrisy of being a slave owner or slave trader and being labeled a philanthropist. Just doesn't really sit. Well, you're still a philanthropist, but you're like, there's, um, because you're still giving money to the people, you're still giving money to this area, but it's coming from illicit means. And I mean, we're going to do it in our Surviving America series. We're going to do an episode on billionaires. And as part of that, I imagine we're going to probably talk about the tax breaks that you get from giving money away and how by giving money to charity, you actually increase your wealth in an ironic way so when we saw when we talk about these people being philanthropists mm-hmm. like these could have just been yeah. massive massive tax breaks and as i say as well um these people giving money to build up these cities if they 
built up the city and they owned buildings, then that once again, that helped their wealth. So we call, we talk about, so I, I suppose philanthropy gives mm. it the wrong spin, but it, it was all for, for them in the end. Um, but yeah, uh, sorry, Craig, go, um, and Orpha, go back in. Yeah, so I was just con um, confused about how you can be a, a slave trader or a slave owner and still be labeled a philanthropist. That, that like, I just didn't really mm. sit with me. There, there was a there was a Daily Mail article that had like a pros and cons section. Oh, of each, God, and I, I just found hilarious. One. It's just like pros built the docks. Cons was a slave trader. It's just like, <laughs> Like, yeah, that's like Hitler. Pros painted. Didn't he keep the trains trains on time? That is the one thing that people argue about Hitler being good. And like, if like, how bad must the trains have been before for that to outweigh the death <laughs> of thousands of people, millions of they, people. Uh, millions? They, the, they they were using Thameslink. That's what they were using. They were oh, using Thameslink. <laughs> It, it now makes sense. No, yeah. <laughs> like, all forgiven. <laughs> Not. Yeah. And and that's why I just want to like bring up this whole Churchill stuff that you you sort of started mm. with, Cass. It's just like while those like protests of bringing down like uh, the the others in Bristol and in the docks, it was it was it sort of reached like peak whatever right or like uh when, when someone wrote churchill and then underneath that was was a yeah. racist and it was just like how oh, dare you this this man saved saved mm, you know mm. but like you can't say yeah, anything about churchill in this country because of what he did right but they also ignore the mass genocide of mm. over four million indian people through uh starvation of of policies that he personally signed um yeah, I don't. I don't think we can. Like, we probably can't get into like that argument because today. And I think if someone does does want to question that, like, there are millions. There are loads of books. There's loads of articles. There's loads of stuff to read about. And I think for me, like, so I also to like pimp our um, our web page out a little bit here that hasn't um, hasn't gone live yet and probably won't be up until after this um, this has gone out. But I wrote an article about this um, for the for the webpage. So we're gonna start putting some blogs and things on our webpage and when this goes live, you'll be able to read it. But the thing, what I kind of got out with that is there's, there's some statues that definitely we can take down like the Robert Mulligan and the um, Edward Colston before before last weekend, I had no idea who these people bloody were. So like exactly, take, exactly. taking them down, like I like I, I think fair enough. Like if they are causing if they are causing harm to people and people are getting um because they were clearly ca causing hurt in communities. Like the Edward Colson one, I've seen like art installations from years ago, and I've seen like the petition for it to be removed. Um and mm. that wasn't the only one, but so those ones, like, no question. Things like Churchill, you might, are a bit more difficult to to take down. And it is that, and like, I, I totally agree with you. The idea that you can't criticize Churchill is weird. 
And I think that rather than just talking about Churchill in terms of like, he was this or he was that, I think we need to like have a change in our education system where we're, we balance oh, it. Oh, 100%. Because there's so much like growing up in school, it's just like, what are you really taught about history? Not really a great deal. No. And I've, I've seen like a lot of Black Lives Matter stuff is just that people want to have that bigger discussion about like the history uh, like of what is actually taught in schools. Because what is it? The Tudors, World War Two. that's about it. Totally. And um, just to take it back to like statues, in, in what I wrote, like what, what do you do with those statues? Like where it is someone who is linked with that you can't remove. So as we say, there are certain people like that we can get rid of. So Cecil Rhodes as well in Oxford, there's, I don't know how that protest's going now, but there is a movement to get, um, to remove Cecil Rhodes because of his links with slavery. But with people who are like national icons, can you, can you get rid of their statues in the same way? Like you can't, because, and I mean, as well, there's, there's the argument of, taking down a statue is not stopping you from learning about this person you don't people argue that learning about history doesn't come from statues but i would argue on my side it does it does in a way like it's not the it's not the main point but we've already said history in school doesn't go that far it doesn't doesn't work that well Uh, it, it does it just gives you footnotes um and for and talking and if I can talk about a statue that did prompt me to learn about history, um, Edith Cavell, she's got a statue outside the National Portrait Gallery in uh, just around the corner from Trafalgar Square. And because of walking past that statue every day, I was like, I want to know who Edith Cavell is. Like, what did she do that gave the, like, because it's a very grandiose statue. It's not just plinth person on top. It's, it it has like more meaning and Edith Cavell was a mm. she was a nurse during World War One but she was working in a nunnery which was then taken yeah. over by the British army so that they could look after uh so they could look after their soldiers she she was asked to stop caring for German soldiers and she turned around and told the the general now nah, fuck you and I'm going to look after as I'm going to look after everyone because everyone deserves healthcare. These people are suffering. We look, we should be looking after them. That place, <laughs> that site was then taken over by the Germans. Um, they, they stopped her from care. They were trying, they were treating the English soldiers very badly. And, uh, quite often, even though they were prisoners of war, executing them, she then, uh, did a, uh, she then saved 400 servicemen by helping them to escape over the period of several months. She was found out and she was shot at dawn uh, by a firing squad. And that's why she's remembered. Mm. So she was fervently anti-war, but she was dragged into the war by circumstance and then carried on, kept up to her Hippocratic oath. And that's why she has a statue. And I, if I hadn't seen that statue, I would, Edith Cavell would have just, I, I wouldn't have known who that person was, but now her memory lives on because yeah. I, I knew about it. Yeah, I, I, don't think, I don't think people are arguing against like mm. statues, but it's just like 
you know the importance of yeah, those yeah. statues right it's just like, like yeah you have this you have this like story to tell that you learn about this person and i think that's it yeah. i think that is important like because you know that you can look at this this statue and learn something from it but in a way with the statues that people mm. are upset about it's almost rubbing it in the face of people that. today it's just like this this person was a slave trader and they profited from slaves they're they're entire reason for this statue is you know i i made my money from from yeah. those beneath me right it, yeah and it's whereas, the funding of whereas the statue as well. there's this woman you're speaking about like we we i i think we could easily replace these statues with with there are so mm. many people throughout history that have done so much for our culture why can't we have statues of people that had like a significant impact to yeah, like Margaret British Thatcher. culture? No. <laughs> Get rid of that one. Drag that one in the river. We should have one of Nigel Farage. Uh, and, like, claim up and be like, this man led us to the great Brexit land. We have a lot of people in this country that we sh- that should be celebrated for reasons that are worth celebrating. Yeah, like this is this is an important part of um, the statue because some of these statues are done by a, a central commission, um, but a lot of them, a lot of the streets in London, um, and I'm pretty sure that this is pr- probably goes for other cities as well around UK, but as well around the world. Um, like I mentioned about uh, Robert Milligan, that statue was taken down because that area is owned and run by that public area is owned by the um, River Trust, uh, Canals and River Trust. There are other areas of London which um, you can have public access to, and you might think it's a public space, but it's not. It's a private space owned by that person. So it's where's that it could even be the and i mean as robert uh, mulligan was the one who built a lot of west india dock he could have even funded it himself and been like you know i'm pretty bloody good i'm gonna i, I built all this i'm gonna have a freaking statue here because you because you bloody got this because of mate mate the australian um well now he is <laughs> um, <laughs> but <laughs> but um but it, but that's that's the thing. Like, I think that's something that should definitely be taken into consideration when we're looking at these. Um, and I'm glad that there is actually going to be better thought into statues now. And uh, it's it's too little, too late, in my opinion, yeah. for, to some of this. But it should be taken into consideration. Who was the one who put up the statue in the first place? Is it to commemorate something, or is it just to be like this bloke gave us a load of money? Which um, so I used to work at the portrait gallery. And the portrait gallery is meant to be a collection of the, be- uh, the best of Britain. Uh, or uh, not just the best of Britain, but it's like the history of Britain, because there's some really dodgy people in there as well. Um, but if you go to the, like, the more recent ones, it's just benefactors. It's, pe- it's like having a Kickstarter or saying, oh, if you give us this much money, you get a portrait in our gallery. Uh, so it's just a bunch of wealthy people mm-hmm. for like the, the most recent ones. And... Like another thing, we should also remember the not great people. And I think statues can have a part to play in that. So in the portrait gallery, there was a portrait up of Oswald Mosley. And if you don't know who Oswald Mosley is, um, he's just a piece of shit. Um, That's all he is. He was 
the leader of the British fascist party. Hitler was a special guest at his wedding, uh, guest of honor at his wedding. Um, he if you track like all the far right movements that are going on in the UK at the, at the moment, they all lead back down to Mosley and his uh, black coats. Mm -hmm. That's like the it's like members of the black coats when that disbanded went off, formed other groups, formed other groups, you get what you have now. Um, and we should remember him because we should remember basically his crushing defeat at the Battle of Cable Street. And we should remember the Battle like, of Cable this Street. This was something. <coughs> yeah, it's when, so this was what um, stopped his uh, movement essentially. Okay. He, was, he was leading a march with his black, uh, black coats through London. I think they had like 400 or something people, maybe, maybe like that. And it was like 4,000 or something people came to counter protest. Okay. And basically, and the line in Lord of the Rings, you shall not pass, was the chant that the counter protest used against Os Oswald okay. Mosley. So, um, and that, and because of that public embarrassment from that that's what basically stopped his movement in in its tracks yeah uh just just to quickly just go back to the defacing the recent mm. defacing of churchill um where were and like, like the recent protests mm. about you know like you were saying about people coming to protect them where were these people when this was in a black lives matter yeah like moment? the student protests like, like all like, these other protests yeah, churchill i've i've got i've got an article here Churchill has been defaced for decades. Yeah. I mean, the cenotaph as well. Like, this isn't the first time someone's climbed up the cenotaph. Yeah. So, so why is this now a matter of public interest? It, why is it that now people are suddenly yeah. that? Why is this something that people are now suddenly really upset about, but they weren't upset about this it? This is something I've got a theory about. I think if it wasn't for Corona, okay. I don't think people would have gone down there. Because if you look at the people who <clears throat> who have gone down there, um, mm. a lot of it. So I believe wasn't it like football hooligans association or something was like. Yeah, how can you have a football hooligans <laughs> no. association? That goes completely. It's just like you're a you're an association of football hooligans. You don't. Who wants to be a football hooligan? Then that, that just means you don't like football, but you just like going to yeah, football yeah. games to stir but, up yeah, trouble. Yeah, that's basically it. Isn't, and, isn't but you're that, an association. What the fuck? Is, isn't that Millwall in a nutshell? <laughs> yeah, no, but it's it, it's across the board. And and like I saw, I saw like uh, these people. Like this guy went up there to interview people, and one of them was there, like. Oh yeah, like I probably had a fight with a bunch of these blokes. Like that guy, I'd probably punch him in the face. I don't know that guy, but like we're all here for the one same reason. It's like, what, what, what is this English? Do you what? What are you fucking? What are you trying to say here? But like that, I think that that basically sums it up. Of like, if the football season had gone on, they would have been yep. getting out the, this um, alpha male. Um, testosterone fueled aggression, uh, fueled aggression um, in their at football games. And like they would have done all, and it was basically an excuse, an excuse to have a rock yeah, up so with you, the police. Think, yeah. Because, so, so you think then they're just like, okay, we, we're going up there. Cause like, I, I saw it on the news. Like even the news was just like, yeah, there was literally no one there protecting 
yeah. monuments. There was like they went to like the monuments and there was no one there to protect yeah. them. There was like a couple of people. There was like a handful of people mm. that were just like you know veterans and people who served in yeah. the army that were just like no, this we're we're here to protect this. But yeah, the large majority of people were just we want to start a fight and they wanted to like I saw them clash with the uh the black lives matter and, and the which, police like which, think... reportedly you know they said it was a peaceful protest and then these the football hooligan association <laughs> is that actually is that correct yeah or something like that it's it, but at yeah, least football then, hooligans in the name and then they yeah fucking hell and then yeah then they they started they went they went all to like trafalgar square and yeah. then they they started trouble yeah, around yeah. there and then the police had to like basically separate the two in like a remember line. guys blue lines matter um oh, god <laughs> where were the horses that's yeah where, that's the thing when there was a black lives matter protest there were horses there was calls for like shut the city it's like um send them all to prison when there are a bunch of white foot football hooligans when you call yourself a hooligan, mm-hmm. I think like I, I think it's fair game to throw you in prison. Like I'm just going <laughs> to go out there and say that. I think fair enough. You are saying I am here to uh, elicit trouble, um, but like where was that then? And but I I totally think I totally think that no one gave a crap about the statues. I don't think anyone knew who no Edward gives, Colston no was. I don't think no one absolutely I don't think, gives a shit. I think and I think. And I think a lot of this is definitely to do with like the fear and the aggression that has been drummed up in the UK media. Like we just we just did our yeah. episode on freedom, and I think this is something that te- that inhibits freedom as well. Like the way that the me- media bias it clogs up all conversation, and because you're only seeing the same conversation over and over again, you don't really have the freedom of thought to say question it because mm-hmm. this is all you're being force fed. Um, yeah, and I. Like, I don't think we can go any more on that, but like there was something that I was saying in the chat with, um, with you guys that I thought would be an interesting thing to think about with this, because I think we're kind of on board with like the idea that, that, yes, there are some statues that should be taken down. I don't know if a protest is the right way, but I think if you have gone through the right avenues to get something removed and it's not happening and it is still causing pain, and you just happen to be there with 400 of your closest friends and you've got some rope then go for it. Like if it is actually causing pain uh, to these people. But one thing that I fear with this is the normalization of that route to taking down statues. Mm -hmm. And so I can foresee in the future, what if there's another process like this? Because these guys literally called themselves uh, anti uh, black lives matter and they were doing racist chants. At the at their march protests, whatever, and they and they were just purposefully picking fights with police and things. What about if those people decided that um, they wanted to deface uh, a queer icon or a civil rights activist? What? Like... Well, it has it has happened. Like there was uh, there was a, a I can't remember his name, but there was a black poet where it, there's just like a bust of mm. him, and then someone poured. Um, a chemical over it and it just like eroded it yeah essentially like, like i i can see totally he didn't see stand this for anything like immoral so yeah. well i but, mean if you again, are a racist I, and he's not racist then he's standing against your morals i suppose yeah 
but you know it it depends i think when you look at like other how how have other countries dealt with controversial figures and statement mm. uh, statements in their in their own countries right and it, and then we need to reflect back and be like okay this is how those countries dealt with it we need to maybe think yeah. similarly like after world war 2 germany even to this day mm. you, they they have banned swat stickers right in countries that used yeah. to be um under soviet control all of those soviet symbols haven't been completely removed but in a lot of cases they've been put into I, museums I of, so yeah. they're still there for a lot of people like I, I i read something about budapest like they used to have a lot of soviet yeah, yeah. symbolism and those have been taken down and those Partly. are still available yeah. I I, yeah. I might just touch on this because um, I wrote about this in that blog post and I yeah I know a bit about that because of well basically my partner's from a post-Soviet country and yeah exactly so you you would be someone who it's can really difficult about this it's really difficult mm-hmm. taking down those so uh, back in '91 when um, the USSR fell there was a rush there was like this huge rush on removing these statues um and like getting rid of them taking them down moving them on um and there's actually a lenin statue graveyard in estonia um where -hmm. you can just see like all these and it's just dumped in fields and stuff and like there's loads that were torn down but there's also the the counter to that if you go to lithuania there is stalin world where someone bought up all of these um, torn down Stalin statues and has lovingly uh, restored them and put them in this uh, in this park, so you can visit Stalin World if you want to. Um, but as well, monuments that are still there now, there is this can cause tension with Russia. And earlier this year, the Czech Republic, they got into trouble with Russia. I'm going to bring up my article because I want to get this guy's name right. So before, so thankfully, like a pandemic came and cooled down the situation. But um, <laughs> the general's name, oh, it was Marshal Ivan Konev. So this was a statue that was in the Czech Republic. This guy is, um, his best his best hits are... Um, instrumental in putting up the Berlin Wall and uh, a brutal uh, crushing of the uh, 19, oh God, what year was it? It was 1950-something, um, uh, Hungar- oh, 1956 Hungarian uprising against the USSR. So that was in Budapest as well. Um, mm-hmm. And so he he's not, he's just a piece of crap. And like, would have sent people to gulags, probably would have tortured people in gulags. And he has, uh, and in the photo that I've got of this statue, he's holding like a bouquet of flowers and waving like uh, at people. This guy represents, people in the Czech Republic in living memory would have either gone to gulags, had family that went to gulags. This guy represented all of that pain. This is not just like existential, this guy represents something. This is I lost someone to this, to actions that were done by what this guy represents. They took it down and Russia um, started a legal row with them back in April. And sometimes when there's been talks to remove statues, Russia's even um, considered military action and military intervention against the country. 
because of they mm. believe that it um, it's offensive to the Russian people in that country. So it's quite it's like a difficult right. fraught thing, like the remove the politics yeah. of removing statues. Um, and to talk about a country, so going back to Canada, um, there is, uh, I want to get his name, like the first prime minister of Canada. They, um, they've taken down his statue. Oh, so John A. Uh, MacDonald. They've taken down his statue because of his links to slavery and uh, the oppression of mm. First Nation people in Canada. But this guy's the first prime minister. He's like this. He's the star of a country. Yeah. You can't erase yeah. him from your history books. And they've got the statue in storage, but they still don't. They don't have a definitive line on what they're going to do with it. So like, this is a really complex question about how do you represent yourself yeah. um, now. Which comes back to what yeah. I wanted to say earlier about Churchill is. Mm. Um, the woman you spoke about, Edith. Edith Cavell. Edith. Yeah. Edith Cavell. Okay. Sh I mean, everybody with you know any kind of uh, you know half decent moral will say that yes, she deserves a statue. Yeah. We didn't know about her. You educated about her. She. She sounds like a person that is worthy of having a statue. Mm. Churchill's notoriety and quote unquote fame for everything he did. You are going to learn about him. He does not need mm. a statue mm. for you to be educated on. Churchill. You will learn about Churchill regardless because of all the other stuff that he did. Mm. So why can why can his memory not be commemorated with the Second World War monuments? Because when you think of the Second World War, you do think of Nazis, the Allies, Churchill. Mm -hmm. You know, you might go Pearl Definitely. Harbor, you might go Auschwitz, but it's all in that jumble of yeah. things. So uh, that I mean, this it's just a question. Excellent a point. Thought. No, it is a good point. Yeah, it is a good point because yeah, like like Cash, you didn't know this person mm. that you were talking about. Sorry, this woman you're talking about. Um, yeah, she's not the most notorious person, and she might not really be in the history books, but mm. she did like a lot of good and is like like Alpha was saying, worthy of having a statue. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like these these people that are of note, like the first Prime Minister of Canada, he's not going to be forgotten. He's the first Prime Minister of Canada. So, but then, you know, but because of his ties to slavery mm. and, and whatnot, it makes it, you know, from a modern perspective, we look back. I mean, there's a lot of sense of like modern sensibilities, right? Mm. If we had, what if there was someone who, I don't know, like just, you know, just what if there was a statue of someone that was just killed gays and, yeah. just for the fun of it but they did some good or something mm. somewhere else like should that statue be allowed to exist because of our modern sensibilities of like how we treat gay people to so how we treat gay people mm. several hundred years ago like i mean even to this day gay people are still marginalized like there was a story not long ago about you know two women that were beaten up for being gay yeah, on the bus yeah. uh, how would yeah, yeah. How, if there was a figure like i don't know i'm just again i'm just coming up with a scenario here but if there was a figure like that we need to think as a modern society how does that make you know that those people feel is it is it like even mocking in a way that we have figures like this mm. and say like look mm. this person did this uh they they profited from your pain and suffering and then you know if you look at that statue you know the history of that statue yeah 
like whereas you know you can if if they are like a public figure you'll find out about them in a book yeah yeah whereas whereas i like alpha's point here is just like maybe we should maybe we should have like figures throughout history that aren't most well known Mm. that won't be in uh history books and we should maybe celebrate those a bit more yeah definitely man like one one of the um one of the people uh that I feel we should talk about more is I'm trying to I'm trying to look him up, but there is this old um this was back in the Cuban Missile Crisis. Oh, are you talking about the guy who didn't um didn't pull didn't, didn't follow through the order? Yes. Yes, and I'm and I for the life of me cannot remember his name, which I, I just feel no. But yeah, I know it, the guy that you're talking about. Like he was, he basically stopped that from escalating into a full blown war. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, definitely, like someone like him, he should be. He's he's someone that should be commemorated. I mean, I suppose as well, the question is, what do you, what is the purpose of a public sculpture? Like, and I, that's something that's changed throughout time. Yeah. So when a lot of these sculptures were put up, so especially these Victorian ones that we've been talking about, because the Victorians fucking loved putting up sculptures. Like most of our public sculptures in the UK come from that time because there was a mm-hmm. new casting method that was, <clears throat> that was pioneered in, um, in, the Victorian and so that's why you get loads of these bronze casts because it just became super easy to make them so yeah, we just yeah. get um, anyone who had enough money just could they could buy the bronze they could just quickly do it um well I say quickly quicker than the stone carving um <laughs> yeah but but yeah so but now we we actually have more there's actually a better process to putting these up and like there should and there's commissions to what is worthy of being a public sculpture if you're going to put it into a public area why why are we doing this what is the per what is the gain that we get as a society by putting this person in um in the public light and i mean i what i what i think as well and on this is like sculptures that don't do anything or don't do enough like there's sculptures that go into into public spaces that don't have plaques next to them. And so it's like, mm-hmm. what? and it could be really abstract. Like there is a sculpture down in near where me and Craig live in Belvedere, which is of this horse and it's on a roundabout. It's a beautiful sculpture, but because you're going at uh, 50 miles an hour down this road and then coming up to a roundabout, you don't get to enjoy it. You don't get to look at it. It's a brilliant, if you do, and there's not even a footpath near it. So you don't even get to bloody look at it. And the part of the reason that that was uh, erected was there's um, there's a history of Roma people living nearby, and so there's a there's a camp nearby for Roma and travellers, and so it's mm-hmm. as a sort of like representation and sort of like for those people. But without a um, without a plaque, going past at 50 miles an hour, focusing on the road, I barely. I know it's a horse because I was told because I've seen photos of it and I've and I know about it, but I'm not going to pick that up. And it doesn't have it doesn't have the meaning that it should do. If you want to represent a people, yeah. it should 
it should be more than just um, we're just going to put we're just going to fling out a sculpture somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And just to amend my uh, my quote unquote faux pas, social faux pas there earlier, the uh, Russian commander that I talked about was Vasily Alexandrovich Arkie Arkipov. Mm. Vasily Alexandrovich Arkipov. Yeah. So, yeah, I honestly think this guy should be should have a few statues just you know globally. Yeah, definitely. I think in in Cuba at least. <laughs> well, Cuba, the United States, uh, all over Europe. Um, yeah, he's yeah as he, as we spoke about uh, credited with preventing a Soviet nuclear strike. Yeah, and leading up to and presumably an all-out nuclear war during the Cuba Missile Crisis. I think as well, like what's important about that guy is the argument with um, military as well is normally they're just people, do, they're just doing what they're told. Like that's that's the way that a lot of people say, oh no, like they're, they're just doing what they're told if you don't believe in like um, the Iraq war or something like that. This guy wasn't doing what he was told. Hmm. And he, and he, and he was, he basically saved so many lives because of it and probably could have, could have got court martialed. Yeah, 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 definitely. No, I mean, and I'll I'll go with saying that um, that this guy pretty much saved the world mm. because if there would have been if there would have been you know even just you know four nuclear strikes like two there and two yeah, yeah. back that that is going to have like the 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 fallout and the the domino effect yeah. that that would have caused is just we can't definitely. even. All right. Well, on that note, um, of someone who, if anyone who does commission sculptures here is listening, uh, could you please just um, <laughs> give him a shout out and then maybe uh, we can get some heroes out there. Um, but yeah, that wraps up our hot takes. So I don't know. Uh, write in if you agree with us, don't agree with us, I, what you feel on this. And we'll probably get quite a few that are like, oh, we ruffled some I think, feathers. I think, I think this subject is one that ruffles feathers. Like, yeah, it is definitely one that I, I do want to end on like one statement that I think about this. Um, and I think, I think, Orpha, you mentioned it maybe at the last recording. What was, what did you call a flag? Was it like a sky cloth? Oh, the sky cloth. Sky cloth. Yeah. Magic, <laughs> magical sky cloth. Yeah. yeah. If, if you give more weight to a stone, to a, an inanimate object such as a statue, or a magical sky cloth than you do people's lives and people's feelings and what and what they represent, then maybe you're on the wrong side of this. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, I know that like these statues and sky cloths do have like they do represent things for different people. They are important for different people, but I think always remember that it's not that sky cloth, it's not that statue that you're actually defending. It's the meaning behind it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Any any closing remarks, you guys? Uh, well, I was just going to say you have a blog post that's all coming up about this. Uh, yeah. Where can people find it? Nowhere, because we have not gone live with the <laughs> website. The website is on its way. It's a work in progress at the moment. We're we're putting together some of the blogs from some of the notes from other episodes, trying to like form that 
into like more of a blog. So there's more things going on there. You can also find all of our podcasts on the website when it's finally up. We haven't bought the domain name yet, but it will be not dead something or other. Um, Stolen. Please do not buy that. We're not buying it off of you, you cheeky bastard. Um, But yeah. And uh, till next time. uh, Love you all. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.